Hello, everyone. Come on in. It is tea time. Happy Monday. We are back for another great episode of Tea Time with Liz. Go ahead and share uh, the broadcast. Let us know where you are tuning in from. Um, let us know also if it's your first time tuning into Tea Time. We want to say thank you for tuning in tonight and also to any replay play players as well. Thank you for watching the replays. So once again, we are here um, for another great episode of Tea Time with Liz. It is love month um, as we have started off the new official season, season four of Telling Your Story. Um, if you are still out there and want to tell your your story. Um, we still have room uh, in our second session to come on and tell your story. So go ahead and hit us up here either on our social media pages or you can email me at tea time with Liz 08 at gmail.com. That's zero or tea time with Liz 08 at gmail.com. Um, we are definitely, definitely um, looking forward to hearing some great stories. I'm excited for some great guests coming up here um, within the next couple months. You guys are going to um, be in for a great treat. Um, any, uh, let's see, uh, for more announcements, we um, got, like I said, some great um, stories coming up next month. I have, um, her name is Miss L.R. Wilson. Um, she is a found, founder of She's Foundation um, and some other uh, social media platforms, along with uh, Daryl Davis, who will also be coming on and sharing his story. So um, like I said, you guys stay tuned for some great inspirational stories that are going to change your life. It's going to be some great tea. Um, once again, if you have not yet subscribed to any of our uh, social media channels, we want you to definitely do so. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can definitely catch up on all your tea there. Um, it is Tea Time with Liz Clark on YouTube. That is Tea Time with Liz Clark. And you can catch all of season one, two, and three um, and the beginning of four on YouTube there. Also, if you are on our um, other social media platforms, um, Facebook, IG, uh, you definitely want to connect there. Um, Throughout the week, we have our weekly post. Um, we have, you know, our um, Tea Fridays, Spill the Tea Fridays. You know, we ask general questions. We have Detox Wednesdays, where we just take a moment to detox from some things here in our lives. Um, so definitely stay connected. Get all the juicy, amazing tea that you can that will restore your soul. That is what we are here about and want to be inspiring to you to do so. So. That is all I have for announcements. So let us get into this great, great tea tonight. Like I said, I'm excited um, to have this amazing guest tonight. I am honored to have Coach Ty come on into the room. Coach Ty, how are you? How you doing? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Yes, we are super, super excited to have you here on Tea Time with Liz. Um, I actually came across Coach Ty on social media, and he has been spilling the tea, as I like to say, um, and, and inspiring so many um, others uh, with all his wisdom and knowledge. And we are glad to have him here tonight to share some of that tea with us. Um, so with that, though, Coach Ty, um, tell the viewers just a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, how y'all doing? My name is Tyrone Young. Uh, I go by the moniker of Coach Ty. I'm a certified relationship coach and life coach. I'm a licensed and ordained minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I say all the time, I'm an imperfect Christian trying to serve a perfect God. I'm the founder of Tyrone Young Ministries. And God graced me in the area with my ministry through healing and relationships. So that's what God called me to do. So I go live every day on TikTok and other social media platforms, but predominantly TikTok at Ty is official every morning at 9 a.m. or 9 30 a.m. Central. Awesome. Yes, that and that's where I caught him <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> He's faithful to TikTok and they are super, super inspiring. So definitely everyone, if you um want to go ahead and follow Coach Ty. Definitely do so. Um, like he said, his official uh, name is uh, Ty officially on all his social media platforms, whether it's TikTok, Facebook or uh, Instagram. Uh, you yes. can definitely find him there on all those social media platforms. Also, he has um, 
a website that you can check out, which is www.tieisofficial.com. Um, this is what that page looks like. If you ever do get to go out to it, um, that's where you can find his book that we are going to talk about here tonight, Warning Signs, Red Flags. That is Warning yes, Signs, Red yes, Flags. Yes. Um, he also does um, some personal life coaching, as, as he said, some ministering. Um, I think that was one thing that inspired me as well to connect with Coach Ty is that, you know, we are definitely believers here on Tea Time with Liz, as you um, all know. So uh, we definitely want to make sure that we stay connected with those in the family of the gospel. Amen. So uh, we definitely, definitely are, like I said, excited to get into um, this amazing tea. So um, like I said, Coach Ty, um, you um, wrote this amazing book called um, Red Flags or yes. Warning Signs, Red Flags. And I yes. definitely have my copy here tonight. So I'm excited. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> um, I'll be and, it. and I'm not borrowing it to anybody. It is mine officially. Okay. <laughs> um, so um, what inspired you to want to write, to want to write about red flags? Uh, it, it, it's, it's crazy that you asked me that because people ask me that all the time. Like, what are red flags? What made you write it? And it was a heartbreak, honestly. Um, I've always wanted to be a kingdom husband. I always wanted to be a husband. And when I went through my last breakup a few years ago, my last heartbreak was my last heartbreak. So I was just praying to the Lord. I said, hey, God, um, show me how to be a kingdom husband. I want to be a kingdom husband. I want to be the, 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 the best kingdom husband I can be. And the Holy Spirit say, first, you need to know how to be a kingdom man. I said, oh. Okay. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. So then afterwards, you know, and Mr. Friend ran to him and asked him for, you know, the right things to do. He told me, write a book. I say, write a book about what? He said, you know what to write the book about. And he dropped it in my spirit. Red flags. Red flags are warning signs. And the Bible clearly states that, you know, we say it all the time that warning come before destruction, but pride go up before destruction and the haughty spirit go before great fall. And most individuals, when it comes to red flags, you know, it, it's clear as day. It's a warning. Red means stop imminent danger stop so that's yes. what motivated me into writing that book wow the wow Holy Spirit. yes yeah no okay so now just you know a spontaneous question here um uh -huh. as you said the holy spirit had told you you know um first you have to basically check yourself <laughs> um yes um yes. was that a shocker to you to to you know have to take a look at you um was it a struggle um yeah talk a little bit about that well, yeah, sure. It, it really wasn't a shocker to me. It just the Holy Spirit put me back in perspective because I used to make marriage out of an idol. And I wanted to be married so bad, so bad that I was idolizing it because God knew I'm wired to be a husband. I done done the ladies' man. I done done the, you know, running the streets and all that. And when I finally, you know, uh, was stopped or yielded by the Holy Spirit, arrested, so to speak, by the Holy Spirit, yeah. I just changed my perspective. Oh, you know what? Well, he changed my perspective on you, you you need to be a whole person, man. You deserve more than this. That's why I try to encourage women and men every day when I'm going live. Hey, look, all it takes is one. Yeah. And so it takes the right one, but you have to be the right person in order for you to be with the right person. And many people out there right now that try to be the right man or the right woman for the wrong woman or the wrong man. And so I would say that God really had to show me me and where I was. So I said, you know what, God, okay, you're right, of course. And just show me. <laughs> Show me how. Yeah. And, and he and he done it. Yes. And was was there some things that you um kind of had to swallow or you know that were kind of hard to face about yourself? Um uh, ugly things about ourselves sometimes that we uh, don't yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, e ego, ego, edge of oh, God out. I tell yeah. men all the time because ego strikes up in us so fast, so much. That's why oh. sometimes it's difficult for God to use us because the ego, we gotta get that out the way. And ego is not your amigo. And so I've learned that. Ego wow. is not your amigo. So okay. I had to um I had to humble myself. And once I humbled myself, because I knew, you know, God knows what's best for us. I wanted who he wanted for me. So I mm -hmm. had to get into him so I could be the right person for him. So I could be the right person for the for the for the, the woman that he has for me. That's so good. I love that. And mm -hmm. and I think that's our our motive. You know, we should be what God wants us to be not what yeah. others or, you know, like you said, trying to change for that person so that we can be um, connected in, in marriage, but to, to be who God or ordained us to be. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, so the next question is, so I know you said, you know, your, your life story kind of helped you 
write this this book um, exactly. with the Holy Spirit. Um, but go a little deeper and how this um, connects with your your life story. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm former military uh, from Miami. And uh, I grew up in the hood. If you know, you know. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I tell people all the time, I'm not from TV Miami. I'm from the other side of the bridge, First Forty Eight Miami. That's that's where I was from. <laughs> and then, uh, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so you know, just like any average you know story from a person from you know a low income housing trying to do right, went against the odds. Praise God for the Holy Spirit helping my mother raise four boys. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad was incarcerated, and uh, you know I was dealing with unforgiveness and bitterness towards my dad for years until one day. You know, as I grew up, <laughs> proper English, when I growed up, <laughs> right, right. When, when I, yeah, when I got older, I realized, like, man, I was carrying dead weight, man. I need to drop this. I'm hanging out with my dad every day. It's the difference between dealing with unforgiveness from a person who's not there, and it's tough or even harder when you have unforgiveness for a person that you're hanging around every day. Wow. And so I was weird. hanging around my dad every day and every chance, every chance that I got, I had to remind him of the past. Like, hey man, you wasn't there for us. Or you make me mad. The first thing that came out of my mouth was you wasn't there. And he told me one day, man, you need to let that go. And it hit me like a mat truck. You know what? You're right, man. I do need to let that go. Of course I went off at first. Of course. You know, of course. You know, no, I'm not, I'm not, what are you to do? You don't tell me what to do. But and one day we because you know we we were working out. My dad trains me and um well, he trained me when I was living in Miami. And one day, the Holy Spirit just dropped it in me while we were in the gym. It was a simple, you know what, man? I forgive you, man. He looked at me. He started laughing. He said, thank you, son. Let's finish lifting. And it was that simple. I've been carrying dead weight. And all it took was one word from the Holy Spirit and one simple, I forgive you. And everything just went away. It felt like a 500-pound weight fell off of my back. And so even beforehand, in hindsight, I went to the military. I was the ladies' man. I was young. I was from the hood. I had a steady paycheck. You couldn't tell me nothing. I also okay. was narcissistic. Yeah, I was a narcissist. <laughs> and so this is how I'm able to teach on narcissism explicitly in, the, in, like, in depth, intimately, yeah. because I know what it's like to be a narcissist, but I also know what it's like to be with a narcissist. Right. And it uh it really changed my life because that's how I changed from being a narcissistic man. Women ask me that all the time. Can narcissistic men change? Yes, but not for a woman. Men don't change for women. Men change for God. So God allowed me to reap what I've sown because I was narcissistic to women and men because I was confrontational towards men. And I reaped all of that when I got with a narcissistic woman and it ran me to the cross. That's how I got saved. So wow. God used what I was bound to to set me free. So now I minister to women now. That's deep. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. Pause, pause for a second. Coach. Oh, wow. There's so yeah. much to hear, guys. There's so much to hear. Amen. Oh Amen. my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. I, I have a couple questions. I want to go back a little bit before we move right. on. Um, because uh you talked about being raised by a single mother. Um did any of that have um, issues with you connecting with women or, you know, um, just in relationships, period? Oh, no, not at all. My mama taught, you know, she raised four boys. Mm -hmm. She taught us the right way on how to treat women and everything. That's good. I was just being arrogant and ignorant because, you know, I was feeling myself. Right. And my, mom, my mama put me out of our house at the age of 16 years old. She told me, before you disrespect me in this house, so I will kill you. You got to oh, go. Okay, come on, mama. Yes. And I, and, I, and I thank her for that to this day because it taught yeah. me, one, humility. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, all my arrogance and ego came in once I went to the military. So now, mm -hmm. you know, most individuals, and I love my Army, love my Navy because I served in two branches, Navy and Army. But they aided to me being narcissistic. Be it, know it, do it. Urgh, hoorah, hoo-yah, go do it. And you just like, wow. okay, cool. And I started taking that same mentality and that same attitude home with me. Wow. That's not good. Exactly. And any veteran to be able to tell you or any active duty service member will tell you, I love the military, but they turn us into narcissistic individuals because they're narcissistic. It's the lifestyle. So it's a lot that you have to unlearn once you get out. Wow, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And yeah. I guess I never, I mean, granted, I was not in the military, but shout out to all those that serve. We, we thank you for yeah, your yeah. service. <laughs> but, but yeah, there, but I, I mean, I have heard that they, you know, they do drink or uh, train you to, you know, think one way and, and do things oh, yeah. a certain way. And um, sometimes those things are not good for you, <laughs> obviously. Right. And, right. and then yeah. you have to try to undo it, but thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, but I also wanted to talk a little bit about forgiveness because I think that is such a struggle for people. 
yes um is letting go um mm -hmm. and it wasn't really necessary your father that had any grudges towards you. It was it was you having the grudge towards your father. Um, right. And like you said, it just hits you like like out of nowhere. Um, did you ever bring it back up again after you had let it go? No, I, I, uh, most individuals, when it comes to forgiveness, when yeah. most individuals go wrong at is like you said, and that's one of my bullet points I'll give someone when I'm doing, because I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, mm -hmm. you need to forgive and release. Forgiveness don't mean reconnection. So if you're going to forgive a person, and I say this all the time, sometimes we'll forgive a person and we'll hold on to what they did or we'll forgive what they did and hold on to the person. When Jesus Christ died, he dropped all charges against us. So we need to drop all charges against people. But where individuals go wrong at with forgiveness is they feel, one, most people don't forgive because they think that the person won. Or two, they think, since I forgive you, I have to reconnect with you. No, I don't. I can forgive you and release you. Also, some individuals hold on to their unforgiveness because they think that's all they have left of that person. That's and for forgiveness consumes you from the inside out. There are many men out there struggling right now with a simple, I forgive you, dad. And that can rekindle everything. My dad told me once we got older, he said, son, I know I wasn't there for you when I was younger. I mean, when you was younger, I was young. I was immature. I was stupid. But let me be there for you now. Wow. I said, you know what? Let's do it. And from that moment, me and my dad, you wouldn't even think that me and my dad is father and son is one. He looked very young. Praise God. They think he's my brother. <laughs> yeah. On top of the fact, <laughs> yeah, on top of the fact, some people told me I look older than him, but we got like a brother relationship. We silly. I take advice from him now. I take advice. I've always seek this counsel because even though he was out there, he gave me what, and God used him to give me street ministry. Mm. So he had to street, he had to speak, he's maybe ministering, but it's in a hood mentality. And I tell folks all the time, God speak hood. God right. speaking Okay. <laughs> he speaks all languages. Sad. Okay. <laughs> right. Even Ebonics. That's good. I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Wow. That's good. And and I love how um transparent you are with the whole forgiveness thing because yeah. it, like I said, um, that is something we we try to hang on to and and even like you said, to use against other people, it's like our only fuel, but um, mm -hmm. what is it serving us? You know, um, when I, and I guess that's my last question about the forgiveness thing. When you were still hanging on to that, um, was it affecting you um, physically, mentally? You know, what were some of the, you know, symptoms that you were having? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And you know, unforgiveness, I'm sorry, I had close the window. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> no, I didn't um, hear it. <laughs> yeah, forgiveness consumes you from the inside out. Mm. And it affects you in many areas of your life. That's why the Bible tells you to be quick to forgive. Let it go. Right. Because when you sit on that thing, you start noticing, we call it driving the car. Right. Like if I see you and I let you drive my vehicle, which is myself, if I see you and you all oh, come on now, you, you know, I'm trying not to preach here. If I see you and I'm doing fine all day until I see you the problem, that's a me problem. That's because I gave you power problem. and I gave you ability. Yeah, I gave you power, the ability, and the authority to control my free will. That's witchcraft. Wow. You are manipulating me because I won't let go what you've done to me. And most people have no idea what. This is why effective communication is the most powerful tool that God gave human beings to coexist. Because there are a lot of things that have been took out of context, misconstrued, mm -hmm. and people be holding on to what they choose to hold on to for years. And this person don't even know that they hurt you. A simple, hey, man, I don't like what you did, man. Or, hey, let me holler at you. Uh, I feel, you know, you did. It's all about the approach. Right. That's more flies more money than a sledgehammer. <laughs> you know, part. it's all about the approach. You know, I can get my <laughs> point across. <laughs> right. I can get my point across to you without yelling at you, disrespecting you, or cursing you. Hey, man, you did something I don't like, and I don't appreciate it, man. But I'm just letting you know respectfully, especially when it comes to men, because my dad taught me, if you ever disrespect a man, you better be ready to die. Or you better be ready to kill him. So I don't disrespect men. I, I approach men with respect. You wrong me. I let you know respectfully. And men always give me a simple, my bad, dog. Or I get them a, hey, my bad, bro. I, I ain't even know. I'm sorry. Yeah. My fault. Yeah. See that? A calm voice turns away wrath. That's in the Bible. It's word. It's Bible. You're right. And, and that is, um, like I said, this is just so much, you guys. <laughs> so good um please let's just take a moment if you know somebody tag somebody in this that needs to hear this because this is this is all um we've all been to you know red flags but these are some personal things that we don't 
choose to talk about, we don't choose to um, even face within ourselves. Um, like you said, you know, your disrespect towards men, your, um, you know, just hanging on to things. Um, and like, I mean, I would have never thought, but it makes sense now, like witchcraft, like you, I mean, we just don't know just the little levy that's leveling the whole lump here <laughs> and, and, and causing us to, to be in, in, bondage um causing us to be in strongholds that we have no business being in so um thank you so much for that transparency um in that so um all right you could continue let's uh, continue you so you said um you forgave your father you, you know you guys are now in a good relationship and you're you know trying to um undo what the what the uh uh military was teaching you so but now um you said you were into um a relationship and you met somebody that was narcissistic as well. So kind of share a little bit about that or continue on. Yeah, this was back in um, 2011. You know, <laughs> I've been narcissistic for almost 15, well, not 15, almost 10 years going into my adulthood, should I say. I grew up and um, on my way out in the military when I got, on my way out in my last few years, I met a woman when I got back to Miami because I was stationed in California and um, mm -hmm. she had a Jezebel spirit on her. Mm -hmm. And this woman done basically whatever the heck she wanted to do to me. And due to the fact that I didn't know me, I didn't know my value, what you allow, you encourage and what you encourage, you welcome. Yeah. So I allowed her to do what she was doing to me. That means I encouraged her to do whatever she wanted to do to me. And then I welcomed her to do whatever she wanted to do to me. Wow. I didn't know me and people around me were like, this is what soul ties do to you. I didn't know I was in a soul tie relationship. But my pastor taught me a long time ago back in Miami, a very powerful man, Apostle Jimmy Murray, said, son, you can't tell God how to process you. God will use whatever he wants to process you. That wow. ties into when the Bible says God said I use the foolish thing to confound the wise. Yes. So when God bought me out, I never would have thought that me getting with a narcissistic woman in the midst of me having to reap what I've sown because seeds don't create trees, they create harvests. Seeds create forests. So I've been sowing seeds of discord for the longest into other people's lives. You wow. get back for a while, you don't get away. Nobody gets away. No. And so no. you go reap what you sow. That's Bible law. And when I reaped it, getting with this woman, I mean, <laughs> you name it, it happened. She cheated wow. on me because I was a cheater and I couldn't handle, that's what stopped me from cheating. Mm. I couldn't handle me being cheated on. So I stopped doing it from that moment all the way until this very day. We talk about probably about uh, 10 years later, 11 years later, and I praise God for it. But that mm -hmm. woman ran me to the cross. That's how I got saved. And I never would have thought that God was going to use a man like me to be a preacher. Who? <laughs> me? Who? Huh? Who? Yes. Yes. That was prophesied to me, man. <laughs> Who? <laughs> yes, son, God going to use you. You got a word in your belly. You wow. must be talking about the, the dude behind me. No, no, no. Right, you got the wrong you, one here, God. Wrong one. And <laughs> lo and behold, let me step up. Yeah, I'd have been in I'd have been in revivals, pulpits, preaching wow. at different churches, preaching on social media. But the funny thing okay. is, you know, the Bible said the gift come without repentance, which means yeah. the gift don't have to repent. We do. I've been preaching before I was saved. See, God go wherever you attack that in the area of your life the most, that's your purpose. So in the midst of me cheating and being silly and foolish out there, people always came to me with relationship issues and God used me in my mess to send a message to them. I'm cheating, but you come and ask me about cheating advice. Hey, let me, I'm telling you not to cheat in the midst of me going to cheat. You see how God use you? Wow. That's what he wow. did for me. Amen. And and that and that in itself <laughs> does just show you how amazing <laughs> God is. Amen. And, and his you know, amazing wisdom he has. It, it's yes. just so profound. Like you said, you know, he'll he'll take the things that you didn't even think would right. be used in your life. Um, you didn't even know you were operating in your purpose <laughs> um, yeah. prior, even before you even had that personal relationship with him to, to then now see what he he has done and, and cultivated. Um and, and, you know, my pastor said something that's similar to what you said tonight about, you know, how God will use um, the very thing that had you bound, the very mm -hmm. thing that had you, um, you know, 
crippled. Um, he was talking about the impotent man and how the thing that he um, was bound by his bed, he got to carry around as his testimony. And Amen. so um, it's it, like I said, it's so amazing to see um, this amazing testimony of, of what God has done. And, and it's always the ones that, <laughs> cause I'm the same way coach time. It's always <laughs> the ones that thinks, you know, God, we are the least of the least. Do not choose me. <laughs> right. Right. You're talking to that other guy. <laughs> that other one. Uh, let me move out the way. I'll hold their paper, you know, <laughs> but, Amen. but God is, like I said, he knows exactly what he's doing. So um, that is amazing. And so it led you to Christ. And so then what happened after, after that? Oh, uh, once I got into ministry and I found, you know, I went to school of ministry. Uh, I was working very closely with uh, Apostle Jimmy Murray uh, down in uh, Miami at Starlight Holy Temple. And this man was, we were, he was my Elijah and I was his Elisha. Wow. And I was just faithful to the ministry, faithful to God. He taught me, you know, how to cross-reference scripture. He taught me about the Bible. He mentored me and he definitely made sure I had I had to preach, but still, he'll come to me. Oh, all right, you got it next Sunday. Oh, man. Oh, all right, I got it. I got it. When they say you got it next Sunday, that means you're preaching next Sunday. I'm like, all right, okay, I got it. I got it. But I, I love doing the work of the Lord. And he um, he showed me what it's like to be a kingdom man. He showed me how to be in position. He showed me how to have a reverence and a respect for God. And so, the, you know, the Bible, Jesus said, when he told Peter, I'm going to make you fishers of men. That's what I've been doing. Because God gave me the gift of influence. Amen. I influenced other people and God always go out the leaders. So I used to always be the leader of any crew I'm in. I was always put in a position of authority and leadership. And yeah. I used to try to work from it, uh, especially in the army. Right. Young, come in, young. I'm like, I'm trying to hide in the back. And then, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Right, right. Because when you have a spirit of leadership on you, God is not going to let you sit in the background. You're going to come Definitely. to the forefront. Definitely. And so God say, if I get the leader, and they follow the crew. Follow you. If I get them, see God love going after that that group that package deal. That so package if people listening deal, to right? you, Tyrone, right? And the gift that I gave you, they listening to you. If I put my word in you, they're still listening to you. Then they go draw to me because he who wins souls is wise. And so I just went to recruiting. Hey man, you coming to church? Oh man, I'm going to the club tonight. Okay, I'm going to church tomorrow. See you there. Right, right. <laughs> we got tomorrow though. We got tomorrow. You can do what you right. want. Right, right, right. I used to, yeah, that's the real man. Hey, if you come to church, man, I'm preaching. You want to come see me preach? I make them feel guilty. Oh, you don't want to come see your boy preach? You too good to come see me preach? Wow. All right, man, I'm gonna come in there. They came though. They came. They came. Amen. Amen. I love it. And and like once again, that just shows the 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 wisdom and the influence god um uh, will just use you know out yeah. of nowhere um and you don't need a huge platform you know mm -hmm. I, I really believe that god calls us to certain tribes or certain people um and, and we have to be willing to be that voice wherever he is choosing for us to be there um and so that i love it i love it so you're walking in Amen. purpose you're, you're delivering the word of god you're helping your fellow your fellow men <laughs> Amen. 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 <laughs> bring to bring them into the into the lord um so let's talk a little bit about your your journey now um knowing that what type of man of god you are now you know you're like i said you're walking in purpose you're fulfilling what god is asking of you um so now what what has now began to change in your heart to to go after relationships um, with women? Um, I started this back. Well, I ain't gonna say I started this. The Lord started this back with me back in like 2015. I used to go live on Facebook every uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at night, and just you know, just uplifting and encouraging people, and uplifting and encouraging women because I knew what it was like to mess over women, and I just started encouraging women like, hey, you know, you can be better. You don't have to. You know, change a man because you can't. You shouldn't settle. Right. I didn't know that was God working in me because then I started getting the hunger and the thirst after that. When people start messaging me like, "Hey, that was a good word you gave last night. Uh, when you gonna come back on here?" I'm like, "Hey, man, I just did it one time." God, like, no, no, you didn't. None of the story stuff. <laughs> right? You know, the Bible say He who has begun a great work in you shall continue it until the day of Jesus. Yes. And I was like, man, that was a one-time thing. Then I noticed that people start messaging, messaging me. Hey, man, it's all because I used to go live at seven o'clock, seven mm -hmm. p.m. 
Yeah. Hey man, it's seven o'clock. Why you not on? Man, I didn't say I was gonna do this every day. Right. <laughs> you know, the people got I love God it. Me, right. He graced me to give something that people needed. It was a need in the earth. And yeah. so he gave me the hunger. And I used to be sitting there in the Holy Spirit, like, go live. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go live. Hey, what up? I'm back, y'all. And then I noticed people start coming in. And one day, mm-hmm. one day, when I was on Facebook, I got off Facebook. And a friend of mine uh, a while back told me, hey, you need to go on TikTok. I'm like, man, I don't know nothing about no TikTok. That's for kids. Right. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like everybody say, when well, you don't know, you don't know. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't going on TikTok. Uh, that's for kids. And she said, no, kids made TikTok popular. You go live every night. You, I mean, she said, you go live a lot. You need to go live on TikTok because people who love to go live do well on TikTok. And I knew that was God talking to me. And so when I went on TikTok, I didn't know the rules. So I was like, you know, it's not like Facebook. I say, okay, in order for me to go live, what do I need to do? You need a thousand, a thousand followers. Man, you know how hard it was for me to get a thousand followers on Instagram? So I'm like, man, how am I going to get a thousand followers? And the Holy Spirit said, you know what to do. I said, okay, what do I do? What have you been doing? I said, all right. I posted a video. The caption of the video was, it don't take a man two to five years to know if he want to marry you. And I tell you, I, I got a thousand followers in probably almost 10 minutes because I didn't know how fast TikTok worked. And so people kept sharing it. The video went viral. It went viral. It had like 100,000 views or something like that within probably about a day or two. And everybody just got, and I found out I had a thousand followers. I'm like, okay, what do I do? And I was like, okay, how do I go live? I'm trying to work it. And when right, I found right. out how simple it was, the first live video, it, and I'll take no credit, it was all God. It was a smash. Mm-hmm. People was coming on there left and right, left and right. And then I noticed when I scrolled and I seen how many followers I was getting right now, I'm like at 189,000 followers within a year and a half. Wow. And yeah, almost. And one of my videos is almost at a million views just by giving the word of God every day. And I started going live. I didn't go live as much on TikTok. And mm-hmm. then I said, you know what? Since um, God called me to full time ministry, he called me off the workforce. I, that's my ministry. So I do it every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, 9 a.m. to 9, 9 a.m. or 9 30 a.m. Central. And every day I just started going on there and, you know, I had a heart for people. And, uh, you know, God told me to legalize your ministry, launch your website, write your book. You give what the, you give what I gave you to give to the people. Amen. And God called me in the area of relationships. And that's all I've been doing. I have a heart for people. I have a heart for women. I have a heart for men. And mm-hmm. I have a heart for broken hearted people because I know what that's like. I have a broken hearted ministry. Amen. I love it. Amen. I love it. And I'm here for that too. Amen. Amen. Somebody got to be here for the broken heart. <laughs> we Amen. need healing. We need healing. And Amen. I love that. Um, and, and, and I think one thing um, in ministry and which I love that you have been talking about even this whole time is how consistent you've been, um, yes. you know, whatever the Lord gives you, you know, you're not afraid to, I mean, <laughs> You probably were, but you did it afraid anyway yeah. <laughs> and, and, and stayed faithful, though, to it, stayed consistent to it and see how the Lord has just evolved and brought people to you. Um, because I, I really think, um, you know, relationships is the hardest thing out here, um, especially today, um, if you don't do it the right way anyway. <laughs> um yeah. And don't get the understanding. So um, with that, um, let's talk a little bit about this book, uh, Red Flags here. Um, Like I said, you all can get it um, on Amazon. uh, And it is definitely worth the read. Um, Some of the things that you you talk about and you you mentioned here tonight is about um, narcissism. Um, So um, can a person see that they're narcissistic? No. They can, but they don't care because it's rooted. MPD, narcissistic personality disorder, is a person who got an inflated sense of self-importance. Yes, we know that's the scientific term, but we talk about the spirit part, the part where people tend to ignore or neglect. Mm-hmm. It's demonic influence. Have you ever heard somebody admit that they're a demon? No. Have you ever heard the demon? Well, they'll proclaim his demon time and all that. No, but demons don't tell you they're demonic. They show you. And so individuals who deal with a demonic controlling spirit and a narcissism is demonic influence or demonic oppression or possession because God didn't give human beings the ability or the authority to control another human being free will. That's witchcraft. Wow. 
God don't interfere with the free will that he gave us. So why would you be in a relationship with an individual, a marital individual, who's doing the very thing that God don't do? Come on, Coach Ty, yes. I'm trying not to preach. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying not to preach. Listen, you I'm trying to keep a lid on throw everything tonight. Okay, listen, that is so good. That is so Amen. good. And that's the Bible. Like, I mean, you ain't pulling this stuff out of nowhere. <laughs> this is Bible, okay? <laughs> you know, Amen. some people like to sound good, but no, you talking real tonight. That's good. So, Amen. but that, that makes sense. Um, somebody who is narcissistic, like you said, it is a spirit. And so, of course, no spirit is going to um, expose itself. They're just going to continue to show you who and what they are. So, if somebody is dealing with somebody who is narcissistic, how do you overcome or how do you deal with them? Do you point them out? Do you tell them or do you just, you know, how do you how do you deal with this? Let them go. Release them. Release them. God is not going to send you a demon. God is not going to send you a slave master. It's funny because I spoke about narcissism earlier when I was live and I may end up going back into a series of narcissism because I was teaching on narcissism for quite some time because I know what it's like to be one and I remember I know what it's like to be with one and when most women go wrong at is women think that they could change a man free will they think they could change a narcissist mm -hmm. to who they want him to be so most of them marry or date potential over reality you date or marry who he could be versus God showing you who he is men try to manipulate or force the woman to become who he thinks she should be for him so women pray that he changed. Men try to force her to change. You both out of alignment because the Bible says for the blessing of God, make a person rich and he add no sorrow with him. Sorrow is regret. So if you have regret, that's not of God. And so how many people you know what a narcissist don't have regret? That's and I good. teach that every day. That's so good. Oh, wow. That And, and that's real. Um, these the characteristics that they have um and and it's different like you said for each woman and and versus man you know like you said men will manipulate more or less and women will um uh, uh what did you say they will they wait they yeah, wait they, and they, they yeah. wait to try to show that they're the best woman that they can be for the <laughs> you can never be the right woman for the wrong man so you wasted good years on bad fruit wow Wow. wow. Okay. So I got more questions. Here we go. Um, okay. So um, dealing like you so dealing with these these things, like you said, letting them go. Um, mm -hmm. What does that look like? Is it deleting things? Is it you know what what does this look like? <laughs> well, anytime I because I when I do one on one coaching sessions, I help people break soul ties, and one of the most one of the worst things you could be is soul tied to a narcissist. I tell individuals all the time, you need to make a decision. The Bible says, so should a man thinking in his heart, that is what he becomes. Hmm. If you don't make a decision, get mad. M-A-D. Make a decision. I ask people all the time, are you mad? Yeah, I'm mad. You made a decision? Uh, not yet. Well, you ain't mad enough yet. You ain't mad. You get mad, you're going to make a decision. Wow. And you need to set boundaries. Hmm. Many people, you'll be blown away on how many people out there. Some people may see the replay of this. This may be you. You need to learn how to set boundaries on yourself before you can set boundaries on other people. How can I respect what you don't have? How can I respect you when you don't respect you? You think narcissists don't see that? Jezebel always needed Ahab. All they need to do is see a crack in your armor. And the enemy, look for vulnerable people. It's not your empath. You're vulnerable. You got a void in your life. And you're trying to fill it with another person versus filling it with God. So most people were vulnerable and who broke it, they attract a narcissistic controlling spirit inside of a person. Wow. Wow. And 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 we think that they're just, you know, they there's talking to that insecurity. So we 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 fall right into it. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they tell they're, you what you want to hear. Everything when, when, you want to hear. Go ahead. Yeah, when I was out there being narcissistic, when I was out there being the ladies' man and a whoremonger and a mess around, I used to be the complete opposite. Like if you even when I was you know, messing around with married women. Like, mm -hmm. the thing that your husband or your boyfriend was doing that you didn't like, I've been the opposite. The thing that he was not doing, I've been the opposite. I told you everything you wanted to know. I've done everything you wanted to see, which was manipulation. All narcissists do that. Right. And it's going to be revealed. The Bible says darkness is going to come to light. It's going to get revealed. And the Holy Spirit will tell on you. 
So you you know you, that that ties into what I say. You get by for a while, but you don't get away. Don't nobody get away. No. It will be revealed. <laughs> it comes yeah. to light, as the word says. It will come That's to light. <laughs> yeah. It will come to light. Um, all right. So it, it's you know getting away from them. You know. Um, breaking that that soul tie and and like you say mad get mad <laughs> you, you make a decision that and make that decision and yeah. and and making sure that you know you know you're dealing with this in in its proper manner um but i wanted to go back a little bit to what you were talking about boundaries because i think that's that's something that's hard for people is oh, <laughs> um, setting these boundaries <laughs> yeah yeah, so, yeah. um how do you set a boundary without being mistaken for narcissistic controlling, you know? Kind oh, of easy. Control. Easy. Tell yourself no. Hey, self. Yes, it's okay to talk to yourself. Just don't answer. <laughs> hey, self. <laughs> don't answer. Hey, what we doing? I don't know. No, see, now you got a problem. But it's okay to talk to yourself. And you have to encourage yourself. Hey, self. No, we're not. Because you have to say we because it's me and the inner me. See, it wasn't the inner me. It was the inner me. Inner hey, me. Self, we're not going to put ourselves in the position for us to be hurt anymore. Hey, I know what that feels like, so I'm not going to allow you, which is myself, to be used, mistreated, and handled any kind of way. Because what we allow this person to do to us, we encourage them and we welcome them to do this to us. Oh, well, wait a minute, self. There's no reciprocity in this relationship. We know all the work, all the love, all the compromise only comes from us. So you know what? We're going to remove ourselves from this situation because if you want to get somebody attention, you need to remove yours. So you need to put boundaries on yourself. That's called discipline. We be quick to put restrictions on other people. Somebody when was the last time you put restrictions on yourself? That part. When was the last time you told <laughs> you don't? what you're preaching. There you <laughs> go. Part. There you go. Because once you learn how to tell you no, then you'll be it'll be smoother and more easy for you to tell other people no. No is a complete sentence. The Bible said that you yes be yes and let you know be no. You don't explain to nobody why you told them no. Go back old school. Do what your mama said. Because I said so. That's why. That's, <laughs> that's, just what, that's just what it is. Hey, MAD, get mad. Hang on. There you go. Get mad. Make say no. Make a decision. Amen. Here. Amen. No, that's good. That's good. And and I think that goes back to what you talk about a little bit in your book, as far as you know, um, getting to know who you are. Um, okay. And the only way to do that is to get into God. Figure out who you are in God's eyes, um, you know, being able to to see through his lens. Um, and yeah. I love how you refer to, um, you know, Proverbs 31 women or Ephesians 5 men, you know, um, making sure we have those characteristics um, that God ordained for us to have um, so that we could be um, whomever God has for us, um, you know, spouse. Um, so um, I love the the answer to 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 the boundaries. Um, I want to talk a little bit um, about self-sabotage. <laughs> oh, that is in there. That is Listen, definitely in there. <laughs> that was my chapter, okay? <laughs> um, can you yes. speak a little bit about um, self-sabotage? Self-sabotage. Y'all got to get the book. You'll get more <laughs> intel. Read just book. give a little nugget. Just Let one. me give you a little bit. Self-sabotage. <laughs> Oh, man, as I stated that the Bible says, so shall a man think of his heart, that is what he become. That is not what, what other people think about you that matters. This is what you think about you. And many people who operate in self-sabotage, I'm so glad you brought that up because I may go into that when I go live tomorrow. Thank All right, you. Well, I'm in there. I'm in All right. <laughs> self-sabotage because I'm in a series of rejection. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's going to cross-reference right into there. When a person reject you because the human soul, which is your mind, your emotion, and your will wasn't designed to be rejected. It was designed to be loved. So when you get rejected, you try harder. You make their decision your problem. So you try to be the better person who you think that they want you to be when you're ignoring who God called you to be. So self-sabotage is you start tearing yourself down. You start going to find things that's wrong with you because you've been rejected the long way, the wrong way. And that's your normal. Just because it's, no, it's common, it became your normal. That'll make it right. So you tear yourself down. Yeah. And this is where you see women have to be validated by men. You think I'm pretty? 30 minutes later. You don't tell me I'm beautiful. One hour later. You, you know that, 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 that agitates men. That I have to keep validating you. I told you you was beautiful. You know I believe you're beautiful. You know I think that you're amazing. Why do I have to keep telling you that? Because you don't know you. 
And then when the man gets tired and he gets frustrated for telling you that, you think you think that he don't care about your feelings. Yes, he does. But you need to believe, and vice versa with men. If a woman have to keep pouring into you, pouring into you, pouring into you, you don't know you. She don't have to, now you want, you don't want her to pour into you. You want her to stroke your ego. Ego is not your amigo. And so with self-sabotage, you tear yourself down. You believe things about you. Uh, it was self-sabotage when the, when the Israelites went to go take the land. Only Caleb and Joshua knew, hey, we could take them. But other, the other ones who was with him spying out the land say, it's giants in the land. The giants did not know that they looked at them as giants. So yeah. when they seen that, fear came upon them. And they said, you know what? We can't do it. And Joshua and Caleb say, hey, man, this lunch right here, we need to go do this. So they self-sabotage. They believe what they seen and it made it their issue when God told them, go take that land. Mm. Man. Man. Listen, y'all, get the book, y'all. Just get, the book. <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. That was, I mean, and that's just a little nugget of what he said. Cause I mean, that, that literally, um, it spoke volumes because a lot of times, like you said, as women, we just, we try to change. We try to, we take on other people's problems yep. because we're tired of rejection. We're tired of, you know, you know, we don't want to be alone. <laughs> so we once again, try to change or, you know, be submissive when they're not our husbands yet. <laughs> um, I was talking about that last week. Listen, yeah. listen <laughs> and 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 we're moving too quick, too fast. You know, come on, come we, on. We, we we have to be more more sound minded. And like you said, when God really has somebody for you, it doesn't bring sorrow. I mean, there are trials, but there's ways of communication that exactly. make it easy, though. Still, right. Um, so this is good. This is good. All right. We're, we, we're coming up on time. So I, I got to ask a couple other questions here, though. Okay. Um, so what is um, the biggest red flag we ignore when we're dating? Telling somebody what you telling someone what you're looking for when you meet them. That's so good. I learned that quick, Coach Ty. I learned that quick. <laughs> when, you, when you do that, you just gave them a script to get in character. And now they tired of playing character on who you were looking for. And they drop the script. You say, oh, my God, you changed. No. I got tired of being who you thought I was going to be mm. you. Now, let me show you the real me. Yeah. So the biggest red flag most individuals the Bible said, be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. You got two ears and one mouth. When you first meet somebody, listen mm -hmm. twice, speak once. Shut up. Stop selling mm -hmm. yourself on a date. Dating, data, gathering data, gathering information. That is an interview for the position and being in your life. You don't talk during the interview. You're being interviewed. Okay, that went over half of y'all head. Be quiet. Listen. listen be so quiet. Funny. They'll tell you everything you need to know. They'll tell you everything you don't need to know. Let that them talk. Part. That part. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Knowing that, you know, we should have asked that question. What would be a positive or what would be a good um, alternative question? Or what are some good dating questions then? Well, I'll let them do all the talking. I'll respond. I'll, I'll have a casual conversation. First and foremost, put your phones down. Because right now we're in, the, we're in the generation of distraction. Oh, distraction. oh my God. Oh my God. Put your phone down now. I'm pretty sure if you set up this date, you got kids, you got a sitter, you got people in the place. If it's not, if it's an emergency, you know what needs to be done. But put your phone down and listen. Listen. The questions that you need to know, ask them. Don't sell yourself. You're gathering information. Don't do all the talking. You know what you're looking for. You know what you're in need of. They don't need to know that because they're going to show you what you don't need. Right. So listen, I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and I've known that for years because I like to talk because God gave me a gift of preaching. So preachers That's talk. <laughs> preachers out here, y'all know. We, uh, yeah, we pre talk your ear off. <laughs> pre you talk your ear off. But we'd be talking about something and you'll find out you're on a date you're preaching and don't even know it. Yeah, black like, about the food is good and the Lord is good and, and, and praise them and Revival in the restaurant. You get what I'm saying? Oh, revival. You hear me? Yeah. You just you just have to be swift to hear and slow to speak. They'll tell you everything you need to know. The questions that you need to know about them, feel free to ask them. And don't be afraid to ask because a stupid question is a question that's not asked. That's good. Amen. That's so good. 
you all um man i can't i can't express enough about getting this book first of all (laughs) definitely 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 get this book um even if you know somebody gift it to them um it is 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 an imperative that we get the sound wisdom in and help others to be set free like i said that is what we are here on tea time to do to restore the soul and so many avenues and this is one of those avenues i think because you know when it like i said when it comes to relationships it's it's something especially for women you know we desire you know we're searching for we put um you know first and foremost that's all we want to hear god who is our husband (laughs) you know but sometimes those things have to come um in in knowing who we are dealing with some things that we don't know that we had to deal with, um, making yeah. sure we we are checking off the characteristics of Proverbs 31 <laughs> and walking in it, though, walking in it submissively. Um, and, and just once again, just becoming who God says he wants us to become. Um, once again, you all follow Coach Ty on all his uh, social media platforms under Ty is official. Like he said, he goes live on TikTok at what time, Coach Ty? 9 a.m. or 9.30 a.m. Central, Monday through Friday. Sometimes I'll pop in on Saturdays also, but always at 9 a.m. or 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. All right, there you have it. And like I said, you can reach him and find all this other information, even if you want some personal coaching. He says he does some personal coaching. Um, you need a little bit more hands-on, um, face-to-face. Hit him up at uh, www.tyisofficial.com. Um, once again, thank you again, Coach Ty, for joining us. talking me. Thank about you. all the red flags. Um, but before <laughs> we go, um, also, if you would like to donate tonight, uh, so a seed. Um, this is something new I'm doing this year. Um, the year got me. <laughs> so, but if you would like to donate to Tea Time with Liz, you can do so at Cash App at Tea Time with Liz. That is dollar sign Tea Time with Liz. So definitely, um, we are opening um, up for more things to come. Um, looking forward to what God has for us here. Um, but. Like I said, before we go, Coach Ty, you have given us so much wisdom tonight. Um, like I said, thank you um, for allowing God to use you to be a gift, to Amen. be a light in this generation and to generations to come. Um, but what is one last advice you would like to leave us with here tonight? Some sounded wisdom. Matthew 6 and 33. Yes, my favorite Bible verse. Yes. But seek ye first. <laughs> The kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you that came out of the mouth of Jesus Christ himself. I try to live that verse every day. Matthew 6, verse 33. Oh, I love it. That is my that's my verse this year. I am walking Amen. living in it, and it is like you said, it is life-changing. Yes. Um, so there you all have it. Sound words, sound wisdom. Matthew 6, 33. Once again, thank you, Coach Ty. Thank you all thank you. for joining us here on Tea Time with Liz. Like I said, we will be going live again next month on the first and third Mondays of the month. Um, if you would like to tell your story, um, we still have space. Let me know if you even know somebody who thinks will be inspiring to share their story here on Tea Time. Let them know they can reach us either on our social media platforms or at Tea Time with Liz. 08 at gmail.com. Once again, we will see you next time on Tea Time with Liz, but you all have a blessed night.